And whatever you do, don't let it fall into the wrong hands. Let me do a quick recap. You guys, mm -hmm. uh, I think in order to investigate the Orphia townsfolk, Graham being turned into a stone and a similar stone being dropped outside Orphia proper or city limits and the nefarious intention that seems to be, I don't know, lingering surrounding this whole like rock transformation thing. You asked around and there was like a uh, adventurer slash procurer of items uh, whose name, I forget what I named him, but he was lovely. And he basically said he'd seen something with a symbol like that in the Venomous Cops, which I think is where you are now. And you'd heard similar from, I think, the mage who runs the Secret Scroll, who reluctantly, I think, shared that information. So either way, you felt that the clues of this symbol were leading in this direction. So you ventured bravely into the Venomous Cops and then encountered some very weird tricksy spiders, some of which disappeared and reappeared and some of which seemed to be just large regular spiders. And you dispatched them with relative confidence and then ventured slightly further beyond that clearing and came to another clearing that had just a doorway standing in the middle of it with no building apparently surrounding it and the same symbol on the front of this wooden door that's just sitting there in the middle of nowhere. And that is where we left off. What would you all like to do? I haven't changed the map because it's just another similar clearing. Like, <clears throat> let, let's do imagination time. I can also draw like a tiny line to represent the door. That'll help everyone. Okay. Um, are, there, are there any spider corpses nearby? Uh, there would be back in the previous clearing. Okay. Um, I'm going to go and get a spider corpse. Okay. You um, venture um, back and see a large spider corpse? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, uh, with my imp, I'm going to carry it back to um, the door. Okay. Um, it's not overly heavy. Okay. So I drag the fucking thing back to the door. Um, and I take out my knife and I cut off one of the legs mm -hmm. and I smear some ichor on the door to see what happens. Okay. Uh, you can make a perception check. Tight. Okay, with a 14, you smell that you have made the door considerably stinkier. <laughs> Aha, I see. You, you notice no other changes. Wow. Rats. Uh, let me draw the symbol just in case you guys have forgotten. Uh, here we go. So we're all looking on the same screen, I think. So it looks kind of. Uh, wow, this is it's been a long time since I've drawn with a mouse. There we go. So it looks like a little rectangle. Um, and uh, a quill sort of in the middle of the rectangle. Um, so we've got the dagger, haven't we, with the symbol on it? So uh, can I, oh, Joseph wants to roll a perception check to see if you can find a, um, or is it an investigation check, see if you can find like a 
don't know, a hole in the door or something, like a keyhole that maybe the dagger would fit into or something like that. Cool. Roll an investigation, please. <laughs> okay, with a seven, uh, you put your hands on the door and really try to feel out where a hole might be. And then you get a splinter and it's quite painful. You don't take damage, but you feel a little bit silly being that you're the ranger outdoorsman. You don't, you don't notice any holes that a dagger might go into or any holes of any kind. It appears to be a very finely sanded wooden door, but with no handle or hole. Okay, um, should, should we wave the dagger over it? Firstly, uh, roll a, <laughs> I'm going to roll for infection. <laughs> for my splinter. Yeah, I was kidding, but with an 81, you're fine. Cool. Sorry, what was your question, Fraser? Um, should we bring the dagger to the door to see if we get any reaction? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're wondering if we could maybe like either try to etch something into the door with the dagger or maybe like pierce ourselves with the dagger. Um, or stab ourselves. I vote you stab yourself. Who's in you possession of the dagger, that. by the way? Who last was holding it? I think I've got it. Yeah, I don't think it's me. So, yeah, no, because I, I used it to, um, I got my imp to go and find a rat and then I sacrificed the rat to the rock thing. Yeah, that's that sounds oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's in your possession. Um, okay, so um, nothing happened when I spread the spider eye core on the door. Um, so I, I hold the dagger up to see if anything happens. Um, make an arcana check. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. With a 20... You reach out with your arcane awareness and you don't notice a, a change in the door or the dagger, but you feel like they were created by the same hand. Guys, I feel like they're created by the same hand. Um, a mighty friendly hand, it seems like to me. We should definitely do whatever it wants us to. Uh, I don't know if we've actually done this yet. Josh is going to be like, uh, wait a second. Uh, and then I'm going to see what's around the back of the door. Cool. It's not. It's just a door on both sides. You walk around the other side of the door and, uh, yeah, there's no carving of that thing I drew on the side. It's just plain wood. Right. You feel vexed. Back to the drawing board, yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. Oh, can I do a perception check just for the surroundings, see if there's anything else that might be able to help us out? Yeah, sure. Are are you, danger. If you're, I mean, if you're trying to be aware of danger, then that's a perception check. If you're looking for a specific object, that would be investigation. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 sorry, carry on. I just think I'm, I'm going to telepathically send my imp off to go and find another rat. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'll just um, check our boundaries. One sec. Uh, Maybe when we find the rat, we should prick it with the knife and see if anything happens. That's the plan. <clears throat> okay. Uh, before I do Joseph's perception check, uh, Zenarai, if you can use your imp stats to roll a... I think it's wisdom. Do a wisdom check wisdom. for the imp and uh, the perception check of 17 uh, 
Nice. Why did it highlight like that? That's great. 21. Natural 20. Nice. Uh, okay, sorry. Backtracking. Joseph, with a perception check of 17, you notice a couple of, like, crickets lurking in the nearby wood line, making a cricket noise. Uh, you notice a sparrow, uh, but it quickly flies away, getting the... If you, if you had to guess, you would say that the robin had a case of the heebie-jeebies and then flew away. But you notice okay. no other objects in this natural clearing. There you go. Something Ooh, just yeah, like that. Crickets. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like um, real life crickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so Joseph, however, takes this for a good sign and reports that there's probably nothing else in the area. If there's all the wildlife here, then if we're not scaring it off, then probably nothing else is either. And shortly afterwards, the imp returns holding two rats. Oh, fantastic. Good work. Um, God, what was it? It's not Gehach Blachis, but it's close. Um, Gehach Blach. Yeah, that one. Um, I think I'm going to rename him Gehach Blachis because that's easier for me to remember. Okay. Um, um, uh, good, good work, Gehach Blachis. And it starts spitting at me in its stupid demonic tongue. Um, so I take one of the rats. Um, I slice it in half and I throw the two bits at the door. <laughs> okay, make a perception check. Okay, with a 10, you uh, notice that you have made the door both stinkier and dirtier. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Any thoughts, guys? Uh, I think it needs a bigger sacrifice. How about we, we just try to pick ourselves with it and see if, like, blood like, like, something? Let me... The blood or something? Blood or something? Because it is from the dagger, isn't it? Problem Before you guys do other things, let me see if I can give you a more like, uh, what's the word like, detailed representation here, so that you can see the full picture of what your characters can see. Uh, maybe yeah, okay. There you go. That's pretty much what it looks like. So that's the door. That's the carving on the door. Um. So I, I think Joseph's gonna say, well, looks kind of like a feather. What if we okay. I next to it? I have a feather. So um, shall I uh, pre- pre- etch, press my feather against it? Let's do that. Okay. I, yeah. I get out my, um, I've got a single large white feather on my possession, which I started with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just uh, press that against the symbol like a stylus. Okay. As you press the feather against the symbol and the wooden surface of the door, the door like melts away into steam. And Mm. beyond it, you see a passage, but I'm gonna grab all your icons first so that I can keep track of it. Oh man, sick. (laughs) That was was literally just a fictional starting item I gave myself. (laughs) (laughs) Damn Nice. Okay. I still think we should sacrifice more rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's still do that. <laughs> you stay out here and kill as many rats as you can. We're heading inside. Yeah. All right, see you later, guys. Boom. Ooh. Ooh la la. Okay, so we've got Monty, Dave, Zanai. Cool. Ooh. It's 
four of you, right? I'm missing someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can double check and see if I've misplaced them. Uh, so, yeah, you're in like a small entry chamber. You see a staircase in front of you, a sort of wooden chair to the right of you, and some like loose timber in the left corner. Yeah, it is. Should we see if anything's behind the timber or around the timber? Yeah, let's have a look. Scour the room. Okay. Whoever is okay, looking for things can make, I'll say, investigation checks. I can do that. Mine's all right. Okay, with an investigation of 17, you find several pieces of what you conclude to be two by fours, and you imagine through your knowledge of woodcraft that the chair to the right of you was probably constructed using some of these very same timbers that seem to be left here as spares. Oh, artisanal. I like it. <laughs> So there's only a staircase. There's not another way out of this room. Uh, also, sorry, with the 17, you also notice, Monty, that there are a couple of places in this room that have like a dust outline. Like they're a slightly different color than the rest of the wall, as though something stood there for a while, protecting it from the elements, and then was suddenly removed. And you can just see a couple of outlines, possibly furniture. You're not sure. Okay, um, can I, well, I will, I mean, <laughs> um, I am going to cast Detect Magic on this room. Okay. Um, how many of, you, of those have you got? One. Or should I save it? It's a good idea. No, I think it's a good idea. Do it. Okay. With your mark off whatever spell slot it requires, and basically you yeah. detect a very, very strong residual magical aura. Um, it would be you discover, I think it's called the Transmutation School. I can't remember what D&D calls it. Hold on. Yeah, that kind of alteration, transmutation-y kind of thing. I think I got it. Yeah, yes. transmutation. Damn, I'm good. Just nice. off the dome. Okay. Um, yes, it is a very faint uh, sort of residual. Sorry, it's it's a residual aura. But in order to leave this aura and no longer be present, the spell or whatever, it must have been very, very strong to have done that. It's almost like the, mm. the environment has been scarred by that happening. Okay. Spooky. Guys, there's been some really serious magic shit here. But not anymore. Mm. Yet it lingers. Um, okay, interesting. I say my imp's pretty good at lingering. Um, I'm gonna send him off to scout in stealth. Okay, make a, that would be, I think, whiz, oh, if, if, he, if he's stealthing, then that's a, 
I think, dexterity check to see how stealthy he is, and then it's wisdom to see what he perceives. Um, so he's, he's magically, he can magically turn himself invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, so dex. Has that gone through? Oh, yeah, yeah. hold on. Uh, okay, he feels pretty stealthy. Now do wisdom so that I can see what he observes. Okay. Okay. He says uh, that on the next level, there are like a table, some chairs, some doors. I didn't open the doors. I didn't know what would happen, but it seems Mm. like there are more rooms, but not a very nice table. (laughs) Okay. So he says there's not a very nice table up there. Um, Sounds like we should check it out. Maybe it's a torture table. Ah, shit. Maybe this wood's funky. Yeah. Okay, it goes up. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you guys go up to the next uh, level. I uh, can judge and go first. Try and stealth up. Sure. Okay, make a stealth check. It's not really my. Um, it's not my preferred environment, but I'll uh, take point. Okay. Cool. You, I'm just going to move your... Whatever one's next. Just kind of creep around the corner and have a look. Okay, so you come up the stairs into this little corridor. I assume Dave comes with you. And so if you... Can you see the area I've revealed? Sort of to the left of the map okay. we're on. Nice. Oh, yeah. Got it. Cool. Um, and so that door is open. Uh, this one here. And beyond it, you can see another weirdly shaped room with a wooden table and chairs that seem kind of old, crudely made, possibly by an amateur rather than a professional. And then there's like a chest at the end of that uh, strangely shaped room and then another door to the south. So, yeah, I think um, I'm sort of going to gesture. So Joe's going to gesture down to the others and sort of say like, Wait there as the deck. Um, then I'm going to walk up to this door, pop a little perception check in this room, see if I see any obvious traps or cool. anyone Roll it up. hiding under the table or something. You also saw like two other doors immediately next to the staircase uh, as you walked past them. Ah, right. But because they weren't open, you didn't like, you probably okay. noticed the open door first. Okay, with a perception check at 20, you see more of these outlines of kind of like, uh, different shapes, mostly rectangles and squares that look like an outline of dust, very thick dust sort of on one side of this outline and not so much on the other. Like when you move house and you notice all these like crappy outlines against your wall. It's all against the wall, none on the floor? Um, you notice like one or two in the middle of the floor, but mostly they're against the wall. Uh, okay. Um, I think uh, seeing that the room's safe, I'll uh, pop back down to the stairs and be like, yeah, looks good. We need to make a decision about which way to go, so let's head up. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So you guys follow? 
yeah. on yeah. seeing the shapes, I'm like, guys, I think a magic carpenter used to live here. <laughs> cool. uh, Not a very good carpenter. No, an awful yet magical carpenter. Mm, magically awful carpenter. <laughs> Perhaps we should sacrifice him. <laughs> Okay, cool. You guys all crowd in up the stairs and head in what direction? Uh, which way? I'm just going to keep standing my stealth imp into one of these rooms and check it out. Which room? I want to know what's wrong with this table. This table looks fine to me. Uh, you can make a insight check. I'll send good old... Um, Yes, I would. Sorry, okay. I missed that. Oh, wow. With an insight check of five, you're not <laughs> sure what sort of malicious intent this table might be harboring or whether it's a table. You are just a little creeped out by how quiet and empty this place is. Guys, this bed is really strange. <laughs> um. I'm going to come barging in here and shove him out of the way. That's not a bed, you fool. This is quite clearly a torture table. Uh, uh, I'll start poking it with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you poke the table with magic. a knife? With the, with, with the evil knife. Okay, you poke the table with the knife. It makes a series of sort of like... Sounds. Ow. <laughs> Um, you wanted to send your imp into one of these rooms. Which room? Uh, this, this, this top one. Okay. This, this one. Okay. As are you standing right next to the door when it happens? Uh, no, I'm over here poking the table with a knife. Okay. The imp comes back. Actually, Abe would see inside as the door is opened. Mm. I can I can see through his eyes as well. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, cool. Inside the imp and Abe and. Zenarai, see a bed, another sort of wooden chest, a table, a stool, and what seems to be like a iron pot and some straw in the left corner. Can I check what's inside the chest? Sure. Um, you open the chest, you see some uh, like robes, like green, gray, and brown robes. They seem to be quite long. They have a sort of like basic functionality. They don't look exciting in any way. And uh, you see a couple of uh, books in there, but they're like no discernible name on the outside uh, or labeling of any kind. Can I see if I can read the books or at least know what language it is? Uh, sure, you open the book and the pages are blank. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to take the books, just in case. Good idea. You can yeah. write in your inventory, blank paged books. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, that won't be an item in the Indie Beyond. You'll have to like make a note in the note section, perhaps. Yeah. You're not borrowing my feather quill thing, hmm? just so you know. Uh, cool. Who wants to do what? Um. I want to, um, Joseph Quai wants to, I don't know, just where the stuff was on the walls. Just he kind of has a weird feeling and just wants to double check something and go over and just like poke the wall where it was. 
Okay. Have you noticed anything weird? Um, <clears throat> make a investigation check, please. It's a very pokey adventure today, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, lots of prodding and smearing. <laughs> okay, with an eight, you conclude that it's very dusty. Dust comes off on your finger, and the outline is still visible. You don't notice anything uh, unusual taking place. Yeah, Joseph, not wanting to look stupid, just kind of smells the dust and licks it a bit and it sneezes. <laughs> It tastes like uh, yeah. sneezes really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like dirt and sand. Yeah, but he he looks like he's learned something and like, nice. On. Um, okay, in that case, make a performance check. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, fourteen. Okay, with a fourteen, uh, anyone who is paying attention will see Joza doing something that looks like ranger shit, where he's like, hmm, these stones have been here a while, kind of vibe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm slightly crouched down, like I'm ready for something. Um, um, sorry, Abe, what were you saying? Uh, can I check if there's anything else in the room? Yeah, totally. Um, that would be investigation, please. And Zenray, what did you want to do? Um, I'm just thinking. Okay. I'll get back to you. Twelve, okay. I am you, thinking. You discover uh, that the iron pot at the foot of the bed smells kind of like shit. Uh, the desk doesn't really have anything on it, surprisingly. It's very plain. And the straw has a vaguely, like, uh, animal aroma, but you can't really nail down what kind of animal may or may not have been there. Okay. But you don't notice any items. It, it's in fact quite strange to you that there are no, that there aren't more things around. It's kind of surprising. Mm. Mm. Okay. I might spend a little bit more time with this table. Okay, um, you can, what are you trying to determine about the table? Uh, I'm trying to determine it, what materials it's made of or any markings that it may have on it. Okay, give me a nature check. <clears throat> oh, wow, okay, with an 18, you're confident that it's made from pine, possibly nice. similar pine that grows in the nearby sort of clearing. Sustainable. And, yeah, you gather that the imp was probably commenting on the craftsmanship because it's very rudimentary. There's a couple of mistakes where like a saw went into the leg of the table and then didn't end up continuing with the cut and then cut somewhere else. I mean, he's a very, he's a very discerning imp. Well, I was going to say, I, I admire this carpenter's sustainable ethics using locally sourced materials. So I kind of look askance at uh, Gahak Balache and kind of just, yeah, tell him off. Gahak Balache belches in your direction. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I think we should also keep in mind that there is an animal odor in this room and I can't really identify the animal. So it might not be something good. Yes. It might be like this tiny creature that is harmless, but, you know, 
just okay. out there. Mm. Let's keep scouting. Where do you go? Yeah. Okay. You open the door. Oh, just a sec. Sorry? Uh, it's two seconds. I've got a wasp to deal with. <laughs> Suddenly, as you walk into this room, a giant wasp assaults you. <laughs> hey, man. You take 10 allergy damage and go into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, quick question, if I can just break um, character. Uh, if I am getting, uh, say, something from Furbolg Magic as a spell, um, I'm not sure if that uses a spell slot, is that correct? Because, uh, um, for example, if I'm out of spell slots, I still seem to be able to cast uh, magic. Um, <laughs> I marked off a spell slot to use it, but interestingly, I still can. And um, I'm just wondering whether there's some rule about feature and trait-based things not using spell slots. Well, some some do, some don't. Let me just have a quick look while while you guys decide what you're going to do. Okay, you find a room that resembles like a kitchen. There's a wooden table, more chairs, a couple of wooden cabinets, and uh, like a stove top made out of cast iron, and some loose firewood beside the stove top. Hmm. Hmm. Should we investigate those um, cupboards? Yeah, I'll I'll check out these cabinets down here. Okay, you open the cabinets and you find absolutely nothing. Oh. It is empty of anything of value or nourishment. That's okay, guys. It's just an adventure I was hoping for. <laughs> we finally got. Oh, fuck it, let's go. Oh, there was nothing. Um, okay. Something. Yes. Uh, sorry, just to answer Monty's question. The because those things say use beside them instead of cast, they don't consume a spell slot to cast. They uh -huh. they are limited by uh, like how often you can cast them. Because yeah. if you look in your features and traits section, it says slash short rest, so you can do it yeah. like once mm. per short rest, and then when you have a short rest, you can do it again. Okay, so use and cast oh, is the difference. That's great. I still have a spell slot. That's so it's good like know. my yep. code of eyes. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Thank you. That's no worries. Um, cool. So um, you find an empty kitchen. The excitement continues. What What happens now? Joseph is going to, um, being a bit out of his element, quite literally, um, he's going to uh, wander over to this table uh, sit down and just kind of idly pop um, good berry, cast some good berries. Just to hang cool. on him How many good berries do you consume? Uh, I'm just going to make them and have them. Okay, there. you cast it pop, and pop them in my sack. You get however many the spell says you can get. I think it's like up to good seven. Berries. Nice. Another thing, there's like this space in the middle that looks like it could be a hidden something, given that it's walls and walls and walls. Um, like mm. that triangle between the kitchen, that hallway. Yeah. Okay. No. Do you think we should try and see if there's any way to, like, anything on the walls or something? Maybe there's a fireman's pole. Maybe. Maybe it's nothing, maybe it's just like solid rock, but 
Mm-hmm. Maybe there's loads of base spiders. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, um, did we, is there another floor to this place? Sorry, I missed. Yeah. Make a, yeah, the, the staircase continues upwards. It continues up. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Abe can make a perception check. <laughs> Sorry, Beautiful, okay. With a 13, you notice that the triangle space that doesn't seem to have a room or whatever is probably like a structural support to the building. Although I don't know if arcane buildings with just doors require support, but that's what you conclude. And you also hear distantly like a scraping sort of jostling sound of wood and stone coming vaguely from above you. Cool. So should we check the next level or say something? Yes, I want to meet this carpenter man. Yes. Nice. It's a bit of stealthy though. Yeah. Sure thing. Let me go first. No. Crash, crash, crash. (laughs) Okay, so who does what? Come in and out of conversation. Um, Well, given that we want to keep stealth, maybe uh, Zaria, your imp, or Jake, or Joseph, yeah. Joseph should start the way up. Just to check. Yeah. Probably the imp would be the best option, given that he's invisible as well. Yeah. Okay. Off goes Gahad to do his evil work. I mean, his not evil work. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do a stealth check if you're hoping for him to be stealthy. Oh, sorry. Which is a dexterity check? Uh, He has a stealth thing. Oh, he has a stealth thing. Okay, roll that. Okay. With an 11... As he's flying up the staircase, he bumps into the wall and squawks quite loudly a couple of times. And then he he flies into this sort of room. It's in the top left of the screen if you want to scroll in that direction. And the imp sees this man crouched over a like big pile of wood and metal. And he's sort of like rummaging through it, seemingly looking for something. And the man turns around because obviously the imp made so much noise and says, oh, I see. Well, uh, there's nothing here. You're, you're welcome to help me look, small creature. Um, well. I, I'm going to cast um, uh, uh, thaumaturgy on myself to boom my voice up to three times as loud. Um, then I'm going to speak with my voice through my imp um, and, and, and say, do not call me small creature. Yeah, I deserve yeah. your respect, tiny man. I am Gehakt Balachus, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> okay, he says, uh, oh, uh, I see Orpheus has sent more looters. Well, there's no point. You can't intimidate me. There's nothing here. There's nothing of value. I can't find what I'm looking for. You're welcome to ransack this place in whatever manner you see fit. Hmm. Um. Go up then. Yeah. Are we we just in hiding out in the stairwell? Uh, Let's go make friends with them. Yeah. I think someone's crying out for a, for a torturing slash intimidation. (laughs) No, friends. Dragging back to the torture table. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you guys are going up to the next level. Yeah. Okay. So as you walk out uh, into the middle section of the room, 
He says, oh, there's quite a few of you. Now listen, be honest. Did Orpheus send you? Did he aim to ransack this place? Come on, it's okay. I don't blame you, I blame him. Now, do we know who Orpheus is? Yeah, so I, hear how is. I am. I don't know who it is. You ask You're just gonna go live. What? I, so I, I tried to bluff him um, uh, by saying, um, no, he didn't send us. Why would Orpheus send us to leave your place? Uh, well, because he's looting the area in a 25-mile radius for all kinds of magical knickknacks. You've probably seen his looters roaming the streets and fields like the vermin they are. What do they look like? Oh, suspicious faces, carrying sacks, usually jovial that they have stolen the riches from other people. You know, the type. Fair enough. Are they humanoid in nature, these looters? Uh, the ones that I've seen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just enlisted the assistance of animals, demons. He's a filthy creature. How do you know this, Orpheus? Oh, we've been foes for quite a while now. I try to create things of value. He tries to take them away. You know the story. Listen, you don't seem like his looters, so perhaps you'd be willing to help me. I'm looking around this building. See, I was here quite a while ago, before it was in the sorry state that it's in now, and I lost a pack of cards, a very dear possession of mine that I can't seem to find because this place has been stripped clean. So if you could, I don't know, get it from him and bring it to me, I would be very monetarily grateful. And who are you? Oh, Ah, my name is Asmo. It's nice to meet you. Asmo? Yes, Fred. that is my name. Friend, I'm Monty. Hello. Oh, hello. You're a furbolg, aren't you? Hi. Yes. Unfortunately. Mm. Hello. Sorry. It's okay. Just take a deep I breath think and think about helping me and we'll be great friends, I'm sure. I'm sorry. I get anxious sometimes. Yes, yes. Well, that happens. <laughs> So, are you place? interested? Sorry? Um, uh, we, we need more information. What, what is this place? Oh. <sighs> well, this is a tower. I used to live in this tower many, many, many years ago. I needed somewhere to work and, you know, try to invent things. I'm an inventor of sorts. And this was my refuge to get away from the rabble and the distractions and I had all of my equipment in here that I would invent with. And as you can see, it has long since been picked clean. And uh, yeah, it's my, it's my old home. What's up with, uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, is it, what's up with uh, your uh, door uh, down there? Um, did, you, did you make that yourself? Uh, yes. I mean, it's a fairly simple enchantment. Uh, I don't know. I... I came upon the design at one point in the neighboring forest. There seemed to be this symbol etched everywhere. And I thought, oh, that looks nice. I'll, I'll put that up and hopefully people will run away 
and I used it as a way to get into the door without anyone else being able to get in. You also invent creatures. Sorry, one at a time. Do you also invent creatures because there was an odd smell in your room? Oh, yes, I had a dog. I didn't invent him, but he was quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I, I, I pull out the knife and say, what do you know of this? Oh, interesting. And he, he goes over to see if you'll give it to him. Um, I say, blah, 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 blah. Look, at, look at your eyes. <laughs> okay, he's going to make... Uh, that is your real name. He's going to make an investigation check, and he says, hmm, yeah, it's interesting. This is, this is the symbol I saw... It's sort of in the forest about northwest of here. It seems to be everywhere. I saw it in caves. I saw it on chests, uh, on a rock, I think, at one point. And, uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, this, is a, this seems to creep people out. Maybe I can use it to keep the looters away. I distrust this man greatly. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cast command on him. Okay. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. um, so before I cast command, I'm, I'm say, I don't. Um, uh, so what did I say? Um, uh, I say I don't trust you, strange man. It has no is your name. And then I cast command, and I say, confess. <laughs> okay, can you show me the text of command, just so I yep. can have the full benefit of its details? Oh, wow. Joseph uh, just, uh, shit, like, is just shaking his head at this point. <laughs> not again. No, he's our friend. He's fucking not our friend. He's my friend. Not your friend. Okay, yeah. he's going to roll the check. Okay. He says, <sighs> that That was very unpleasant. I mean... If you said you were working with Orpheus, then that would be fine. There's no reason to keep it from me and then try to capture me. Fine, I'll just leave you to your rummagings. And he pushes past you and heads up the staircase. Mm. I think we should chase him. I think we need to have a talk with you about how you treat strangers. <laughs> <laughs> That man was, as far as we know, being quite helpful. <laughs> and you just commanded him. Don't command random people. Stop it. He didn't even we get need to, to talk us. about these things before you just do it, all right? He didn't even tell us where his cards were, where Orpheus is. We don't have enough to go on. Monty, Monty said he was his friend, and you just commanded him. You'd be everybody, nice Monty. Everybody make either an intelligence or history check. Okay. I'm going to come cool. and pat Monty on the shoulder a bit as well while I'm doing that. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm quite upset by what's just happened here. Mm. I, oh, um, yeah. I cast Mage Hand and I make it um, go like this. <laughs> okay. Um, is Abe also recalling uh, information? I can, I can roll for Abe. Oh, this is going to be good. Nice minus one here, so. <laughs> Has that gone through? Okay, cool. You all remember quite easily because you've been uh, 
res residents of Orphea for quite a while, adventuring and sort of uh, taking on jobs for the benefit of the city and, you know, being a group of adventurers that operates in that area, you would know that Orpheus is the, the patron, the sovereign of Orphea, and he hasn't been seen in quite a while. He lives reportedly at the top of a tower in the inner ring, and when you returned from your bugbear shooing away quest, you saw some Orpheites inside one of the tavern, and they're the ones that are sort of devoted oh, yeah. devoted to him as some sort of deity and looking after his needs and leaving food and gifts for him. The nuns. We knew it would be the nuns. You hear Asmo's footsteps disappearing up the stairs. This was a while ago, but I didn't describe it. It happened. I think we should chase him down and command him some more. Perhaps we can command him well. to forget that I commanded him. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, uh, uh, well, yeah, Joseph was going to say it didn't seem like your command worked on him. He must be quite a powerful creature. I was wondering about that. How Let's go and fight him. Or we can <laughs> Let's find, find out how powerful he is. <laughs> value to him. Sorry, Sheila? We can check if the books I found are anything of value to him. You've also probably stolen them from him. Well, we didn't know he was here, so we might yeah, he go. Did, he did say he did oh, say okay. rummage around, you know. Yeah, he did. Look, he? he yeah. did. He did. Yeah, you can ask him about them. I'll I'll hide. Let's go talk with him. Well, okay. should we? Do we not want to just scan this floor first? I mean, it's probably been uh, ransacked, like he said. So, it just depends whether we think he's running away because of Zenorai's antics. Let's get after him. <laughs> uh, you can, Monty, make an insight check. And Josa, if you want to look around the rest of the floor, then let me know. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, I am. I'm going to okay. pop in here and have a look up north. north Monty, west. with a six, you get the sense that he sounded weary more than, like, upset. And he was walking at, like, a gentle pace okay that's good to know um cool so that's that check that's your revealed area would anyone else like to do anything as you stand around in this seemingly empty stone building I'll tell you what dnd is all about pacing <laughs> you're going to appreciate uh, the yeah, first creature you see after all these empty rooms <laughs> So I can cast like command it. on it again. You're, you're edging us up to actually interacting with some. Sure, sure. Think of it that way if it helps you. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think of most things as edging, to be honest. So. Don't have um, one big edge. Okay, so. Don't get on to what I can do with my mage hand. <laughs> do you, you, you continue to flip the bird with your mage hand? Is yeah, that I'll the idea? Um, you see a staircase. Um, oh, no, I, I, I make suggestive um, uh, kind of these gestures. Nice, nice. Um, Josa, you see a staircase. So the spiral staircase is basically ended and Asmo went up the more traditional staircase in front of you. Let's go after him. Right. Well, 
Okay. Fuck it. Can't <laughs> check every corner of everything, can we? Should we just um So Joseph's like uh well, I don't think he's running away from us. I'm sure we'll bump into him anyway, but uh, onwards and upwards, I suppose. Cool. All right. So do the rest of you follow? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Have we uh, seen what's down that hallway, though? What hallway? Uh, isn't that a hallway? Yeah. Uh, okay, you can walk down there, and surprisingly... You see more straw and stone. Excellent, okay. There is a staircase here, but I guess we're going up one that has my way. Uh, looking at that staircase, yeah. it also leads upwards, so you surmise it probably leads to the same location. Okay. Just, but before we go, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stomp in front of Joseph and push him back down. Wait a second. This man is claiming to be the enemy of Orpheus, who is the big patron saint of our city. Clearly, this guy is evil. Well, who's to say Orpheus isn't evil? We don't really trust mm. his acolytes either, do we? Just, just, just trust me, I've got a bad feeling this guy is not your friend. Okay, mm. I, I will we'll withhold judgment. He's, I mean, I think he's Monty's friend. Friend! There's a very low uh, threshold for what counts as a friend. But, uh, yeah. but remember, Zenerai, before you force people to do things for you, I can make him my friend, and then he and, and he'll do stuff for us out of friendship, which is way better and not less manipulative. It sounds like it's not It's not manipulative at all. I promise. Completely <laughs> innocent. Um, well, yes. Uh, all, I, all I say is uh, next time we uh, try and warp someone's mind with magic, let's uh, <laughs> have a chat about it. Oh, no. <laughs> up to you, I suppose. Um, sweet. Um, you go up the stairs and you see a sort of weird shape on the ground. Do you, It's kind of in the center of the map. Do you guys see it? Yep. Yeah. Cool. So you see it's kind of glowing this blue color, and it's like a carving in the floor of this building. And wow. you don't see any sign of Asmo so far. And as you're sort of arriving on this level and you see this blue glow coming from the carving, it subsides and goes back to being a non-glowing carving. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go and check that thing out. Okay. I think Give Asmo's me... gone. I, was saying, I think Asmo's gone, guys. Give me a Arcana check, please. Zenray. Okay. With a 14, you're relatively confident, but not certain that this is a teleportation circle. Mm. Just as I thought, he's teleported out of here, maybe. I <laughs> <laughs> um, will pop over to about here and do a, well, maybe about here, other side of the portal and do a perception mm -hmm. check. Okay, perception at up. 
Okay, with an eight, you notice nothing aside from the desk in front of you that contains loose parchment that you can't make out from this distance. Uh, I'll kind of wander over and fiddle with it. Sure, see you, see, you see some writing on the parchment. It says, uh, it seems to be written in quite a hasty manner and it seems quite exasperated. It's like a, almost like a note to self or a diary entry. And it says, ah, if only I could have chosen the right card. Now I have to start all over again. I mean, maybe I can find out a way to predict what card will be drawn. And then it just sort of trails off. Hmm. Cool. I'll pocket that. Okay. You can write in your note section of D&D Beyond uh, note to self. <laughs> <laughs> One of my only notes is Joseph really fucking hates orcs and goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Just a character motivation. Yeah. Cool. Should we um, open that portal again? Yeah. Should we try to activate it? Um, with Zenerai, with your 14 Arcana check, you would know that in, or in order to activate a teleportation circle, you have to know the spell teleport. Ah. Mm. Does anyone know the spell teleport? Uh, Speak with animals. I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it. Um, nothing else here for us to look at, is there? Should we have a look around the corners? Anything hmm. else? Is that a window or a door? Uh, um, symbols are around? I'm not sure. I didn't hear. But was that what he where he said? There's... He copied the symbol. I think it was northwest. Oh yeah, I think he said he found. Yeah, he found them around this area. Um, we're going to see if we can investigate further in the room. So, for example, up around the shelves that are behind the desk, because it seems to be some vials or things up there. Just we wanted to have a look over there. Sure. Uh, make an investigation check. Seventeen. Okay. You pick up one of the jars of liquid, you open it, give it a sniff. It seems to smell like brine, and the one you pick up has a distinctly like pickled cucumber vibe. The next one you pick up smells like beetroot, and make a nature check. Okay, with a 20, it seems like the brine has preserved the smells of these vegetables quite well, almost as if like the, the the pickles inside of these jars vanished, leaving the brine and the jar sealed. Hmm. Oh, well, as in the vegetables themselves aren't in there, but it just... No, 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 they're, they're empty. Just the brine and the sort of the, the smell of the vegetables that were once there. It's a teleport vegetable. <laughs> Let's all jump in the brine. Um, I'm going to decant some into my little water jug. Cool. You can write down in your notes, 
Vegetable brine assorted. <laughs> this will come in handy. I feel like this this D and D session is like the uh, what's that James Joyce book Ulysses of uh, of D and D sessions. Every detail counts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What kind of straw is it in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Make a nature check. <laughs> <laughs> okay with a seven i mean you're a ranger ranger you know the natural environment pretty well these these piles of straw didn't seem to uh, be the home to any animals they are very very old sort of straw that is dry as a bone and no longer of any nutritional value It is kind of weird that there's straw in this building. There's too much straw. Far too much yeah. straw. Suspicious. I'd get, I'd get like a few if it was like, you know, for the odd animal or a sleeping quarter or something. But. You can make an uh, intelligence check, both of you that are baffled by the straw. Uh, is that what passive inte intellect? Uh, just like, like raw intellect. intelligence. So you just click the intelligence oh, yeah. stat. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... Monty, you think to yourself, hmm, I mean, I wonder why there's so much straw here. I don't see how, I mean, they don't smell like animals, and you're kind of a bit baffled by the situation. Whereas, Joza, you remember that the only other time you've seen this much straw and no animals is at sort of uh, artisans' stores and shop fronts the kind that sell like glassware or pottery or potions and the straw is used as like a packing material to keep things yeah. from breaking. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I, uh, I thought of that myself and Joe's just going to say, <laughs> don't know what kind of straw this is, but it's probably for packing pottery and other stuff. <laughs> to, to no one in particular, but if anyone hears me, I'll sound really clever. Ironically, whoever stole all this stuff or moved it away didn't want to pack it well. How <laughs> <laughs> careless. Those fools. Missing <laughs> trick there, guys. Yeah. Um, what's this? Is it a window or something? Yes, it's a window. I, I'm going to go and look out the window. What do I see? You see uh, the forest canopy that you just walked through with all the spiders and shit. And then beyond that, you see uh, a sort of like field. And then like in the distance, you see uh, Orphia, like the, the walls of the city and the tall tower in the center. And what happens when I look down? Because all we could see from the outside was just this door. So what do I okay. see now? Uh, when you look down, you see nothing aside from like the clearing. You don't see like a building or anything. Ooh. Trippy. Yes, precisely. <laughs> uh, what this? Uh, that's another window, I think. Okay, so should we head out? And did he say that he copied this from places in the northwest? He yeah. said he said that he saw that symbol with the quill and the rectangle. 
in the local area, sometimes on a rock, sometimes on a chest, sometimes he just saw it around and he gathered that it was like creeping people out. So he used it as like a beware of dog thing to keep people away. Gotcha. Okay, so should we head out and try to find those um, authentic quill markings? I feel like we should go back to town and go to the tavern, which we haven't really explored and try and find some of these um, Orphean acrobats who can master it. Yeah, we need to go find um, this Orpheus dude and shake. Infiltrate his cult to try and get close enough to steal those cards. We can dress up as nuns. Yes, let's do it. Cool, cross-dressing. So I start, I start sprinting towards the exit at the prospect of dressing up as a nun. Yeah. I sprint out following, shouting, no, I'm Whoopi Goldberg. I'm Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you see uh, Monty and Zenerai leave with the imp flying overhead. Abe and Chosa and Dave are left sort of staring at each other in this empty room. Uh, yeah, just kind of a cursory shrug and then follow down at a much slower pace. Cool. <laughs> I would, I would, uh, I would quite like to just out curiosity, uh, in the name of Ulysses. No, I just wanted to check what was up these stairs in the previous room. Those one oh. we didn't go to. Oh yeah, you go up the stairs and it leads to the same floor because it's like there are two stairwell exits at this floor, like a unnecessarily grandiose design. Right, okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah, fucking bounce then, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, Rather than me, like, go through, like, floor by floor, are you intending to actually leave the building? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so and head back to Orphia, right? Okay. Um, I'll say you guys have already navigated the Venomous Cops and sort of bested the spiders. I'll say you can get out of it now that you know the, the pitfalls. You've basically... Uh, carved a swathe through the wilderness. Uh, and you return after a few hours to, uh, it's getting to be what, probably close to evening now. And yeah. uh, I'm just going to move there. Should we do a, I just think, should we rest now or should we go to the inn to get some information? I'm quite excited about becoming a nun. Yes, me too. Um, can I try and make friends with the nuns? I think what we should do is um, we should say that we want to go and help with all of the burglaries that are going on and, and whether we can help. Mm. Mm. Yes, that would be a good way of distracting them from our true intention of becoming the nuns to destroy them all. <laughs> I mean, we can make the uh, be friendly. And that should be mm -hmm. believable. Then how naive? It's always naive. Cool. You yeah. guys should so, uh, see Orpheus like uh, bird's eye view in front of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you you want to go where? Um. So to the tavern, um, and see whether the the nuns are still in that table or the people who are dressed. 
Okay. Yes, I had nuns. You go into the tavern. I think that one was called, what did I call that one? The Drunken Muse? Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Um, yes. And yeah. you, I'm going to get you to roll a D100 for me. So whoever wants to do it, this is called like a, a luck check. So you can either go to the, the little dice icon on the left-hand side toolbar and select the D100, or you can type like forward slash roll space D100 and it'll roll it. Who's feeling lucky? Sure. Let's do it. I'm the only person ever. I will not do that. I am happy to do it if the dice thing behaves. There we go. Okay. Mm. With a 62, you notice at the booth that you saw the nuns previously, there is one nun there sort of like sitting dejectedly. Okay. I, uh, I wander up with an amiable game and a beaming maw. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> she she doesn't uh, she doesn't look up from her drink as you approach. I say, uh, "Hey, Orpheus, uh, how, how are you doing there? Um, you look like you may need some help, friend." Ah, uh, yes, to the to the deity. Well, I've just had a long week. Uh, I'm not in need of any specific assistance. Are you sure? I, I um, uh, I'm happy to lend a hand. I um, I hear that um, you and your people uh, are very busy these days. Well, I mean, we're busy in the sense that we provide a lot of uh, the gifts and the food and the drink that Orpheus requires. But every day we pray for a, an appearance, and he does not. Well, you know, you will have heard throughout the town he hasn't appeared in. Five years, six years. Oh no, you can't say that we just sit here passively waiting to, for him to come to us. Surely you must know where to find him. Uh, she looks over the shoulder at your, at the random group of your companions, sort of like standing awkwardly in the doorway, and says, uh, "What, what is it that you want exactly? I mean, these are, you know, this is Orpheite business. I, I, I'm not sure what, what it is that you're looking for." Well, we just want to help. We've heard that Orpheus is uh, collecting things, and we know where many of these things are. Uh, we're voted followers. Oh, I see. And she seems to brighten slightly. Uh, make a persuasion check. Um, as as um, Mons is doing this, Ooh. I'm going to cast um, uh, Minor Illusion around him. To make him very faintly glow in a holy way. <laughs> um, okay, I like that. I like that. So I'll say, Monty, you can roll with advantage. So roll your persuasion check again. <laughs> okay. So basically, with a 10, she says, hmm, I mean, that does sound like... I don't know. I mean, we've we've almost given up on trying to coax Orpheus down to appear to us again. He must have very important things that he's looking after. I mean, the city continues to prosper. He must be doing an amazing job. But we don't know of any way to break the rules that he laid down for us before he 
you know, retired from public view. He said under no circumstances were us, his followers, or anyone else to go into his tower. So we just leave our offerings at the foot of the tower, and then the next morning, somehow, they're gone. Friend, can you show us to his mm-hmm. tower? Sorry, can you say that again? Friend, can you show us to his tower, please? Well, I mean, it's hard to miss. It's uh, As soon as you enter the inner ring, uh, it's, it's in the center square. Okay. Is there anything that... Uh... Is there anything that Orpheus, Orpheus really likes that you know? Uh, we don't want to be greeted with stern words and admonishments. Well, he seems to take all the offerings we leave. It's a mixture of the food from, from our tables. It, it varies day to day. And then some clothing, fabric, books that we've enjoyed, sort of sharing our life with Orpheus's. I mean, if it weren't for the lack of appearance, it would be quite a rewarding career. But oh, lis- listen... I have to get back to uh, the convent. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me, but uh, yes, I must be going. I and kind of say, go on. Starts to leave. I kind of say, uh, say to myself, "Oh, I understand why he's not coming out of you. Just leaving books and clothes." <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you say it so that she can hear you, or do you say it to yourself? I say it to myself, but out loud. Okay. Um, <laughs> She says, uh, she's sort of like, she doesn't say anything, but her face is kind of a little stony as she pushes past you and shuffles out the door. I point her and say, ha, stupid nun. She like pulls her uh, habit a little further over her forehead and like pretends like you guys aren't there as she leaves the tavern. Imagine thinking that bear is holy. Oh, I just come back to the group and go, well, she wasn't very helpful, but she did say there's a big tower we should check out. <laughs> the bartender turns to you guys and says, uh, so, well, what'll it be? Are you sitting? Nothing for us, asshole. And then we leave. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you close the door behind you, you hear, wait, are you the ones? Clunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. To the tower, I guess. To the tower. All night. Okay, as you head towards the inner ring, you see the entrance has like a a wall and a gate and two armed guards standing outside the gate. And they say, whoa, uh, who goes there? Do you have passage into the inner ring? Um, Oh, I just want to make an offering to Orpheus. Is that what Abe says? Yes. Okay. Um, make a persuasion check. And someone else was talking at the same time. Did someone want to do something? Um, whatever happens here, I'm going to send my imp in stealth. So. Okay, roll a stealth check for the imp. Uh, no, sorry, not perception, a persuasion. Oh, sorry, my bad. Sorry. Do I get, um, do I get advantage or anything? Because he's, he's invisible. Oh, okay. yeah, if, if he's invisible, then yes, you do get advantage on stealth. Okay, with a 12, uh, the guard says, I mean, we have the Orpheites for that. Uh, there's, there's, no, there's no need for you to participate. I mean, you can leave something with us and we can take it to their convent if you want. He seems a little confused as to 
why you would want to do this because Orpheus hasn't been seen in quite a while. You get skepticism on his face. Oh, also your persuasion, persuasion check was a 12. But with an 18, you notice the imp disappears and... Um, well, it's a very precious... Sorry, let's, let's finish what you were saying, Abe, and then I'll narrate the other bit. Oh, but it's a um, heartfelt uh, offering, so I, I would like to do it myself, um, but yes. But thank you, anyway. The guard turns to the other guard and sort of shrugs and looks kind of confusedly at him, and he does the same back. Like, it's almost, make an insight check. Oh, nice, with a 20. Okay, with a 20, you get the sense that these guards are kind of like medieval jocks and they're not really sure what a nice gesture is. (laughs) Cool, so uh, the imp turns invisible and manages to fly above them. And what you see through the imp's eyes is a large sort of piazza square opens up and at the center of it is a sort of like hexagonal tower, very tall, very like grandly constructed. And there's big double doors in front of it. And in front of those doors is a little pile of like food and drinks and cloths and things like that. And surrounding the outside of the square are shops, taverns, some nice looking houses. And that's what you see. Okay, so I, I relay that to the party and say, I can see the tower. Um, so what should we do? Should we just survey it all night and see how it disappears, how the food gets into it? Yes, that would have been my idea as well. Something that makes sense. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. The, the guards say, hey, you lot, no loitering. Keep your distance. And they sort of like, gesture their spears towards you menacingly. No way. Okay, so I'm going to have a last ditch attempt. I'm going to turn around and just go, friend, let us through to uh, make our offering, will you? And I'm going to cast Fast Friends on the guard. Can you show me the wording of the spell? When you make something, you can't rely on vague promises. When you cast us, choose one humanoid that you can see and hear you and that can understand you. The creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. It will become charmed by you for the duration. Uh, the duration is up to an hour while the creature it undertakes to perform. Sweet. Nice you tip. can set the creature new tasks. Oh, nice. If you decide to end the service directive, it might. The creature can make. Okay, cool. So, wisdom saving throw time. Uh, okay. With an eight, you notice that the guard on the right-hand side sort of takes on this glassy-eyed, lidded expression and says, uh, oh, yeah, totally. Let let me show you the way. And he turns to the other guard and says, don't worry, Ernie. I'll I'll look after it. I'll look after them. And he sort of like waves you through. I turn down to the rest and say, look at the power of friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you all walk through, is that what happens? Uh, I have my hand on Monty's shoulder because I'm currently seeing through my demon's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you see the other guard, the other guard looks kind of askance at this 
<laughs> and looks very confused, but but lets you guys you okay? pass. <laughs> oh yeah, don't don't worry about him. He's just catching it. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So you enter the large piazza as night begins to fall, and uh, it is exactly as I described forty seconds ago. Um, so shops and stuff are closed up or closing? Or? They seem to be in the process of closing. You see a couple of well-dressed people hurrying along in twos and threes across the piazza, sort of giving you the occasional like sidelong look, but not accosting you at this point. Find a, a tavern to hold up in while we wait for midnight or whatever time we think it's going to happen. Mm. Sure thing. That would make us look less suspicious, so yes. I say nothing, Clive. <laughs> Do you think we can get a little rest somewhere? Short one. Yeah, <laughs> um, Everybody can make a perception check to see what places you notice around the piazza. Oh, wow. Oh, good. Monty, you can roll another d20 to see how bad it is. <laughs> okay, with a 15. <laughs> okay, so with a 15, as you're looking around like hurriedly, the grease from your last sort of meal that you had, probably like turkey or chicken or something, has sort of got on your clothes and on your hands and uh, <laughs> you just slip and fall on your ass. Sweet. Cool. I just fall down and go, oh, where are my friends now? Zion, do I then fall as well? Uh, no, no. Uh, no, you got a three. He got a natural one. No, but I mean, I, I'm holding on to him. Oh, yeah, you are. In that case, yeah, yeah, you fall in a heap on the ground. (laughs) Um, Whereas Abe very competently points out... uh, Yeah, Abe points out like a... Oh, wait, I'll wait for the internet. Uh, Cool. Um, Abe points out a clutch of taverns on the sort of eastern side of the piazza, one of which is called the gilded spout, and the other of which is called the pulpit. Ooh. So guys, there's these two taverns east from here. Maybe we should check one of them out. The pulpit sounds a little bit more religious to me. Uh, maybe okay. we'll meet some people who can help or be doubly suspicious. Uh, you guys should get up though first. <laughs> Hey, I'm quite comfortable down here. <laughs> My jaw's a suspicious. Senator is really kind of working it. Completely on the floor, just talking up to her. Should we check out the pulpit then? All right, let's go to the pulpit. I'll, uh, I'll reach down and try and give Monty a hand up. It's maybe about four times my body weight. Yeah, magically it works somehow. Yeah, yeah you get up, no problem. Leverage. Okay. Yeah. As you head towards the pulpit, you don't go on. I'm still lying on the floor. The stupor is. I'm doing the everything at the moment. 
you continue <laughs> to lie on the ground. <laughs> yeah, Monty, just grab him and drag him along. Yeah, yeah, yeah pull him along. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you and the body of Zenarai arrive outside the pulpit. Um, there isn't much noise, and even as you open the door, there's just a gentle hum of conversation. It seems to be populated by almost exclusively Orpheites in the similar sort of habit that you noticed the woman in The Drunken Muse. And even the bartender has a vaguely sort of conservative look, although he's not wearing a habit, he just seems very tightly covered up everywhere. And he says, uh, oh, uh, well, welcome, H hello. Uh, I think there's a table in the back somewhere if you would like it. That's good. Yeah, okay. sounds good to us. Uh, we're just looking for a drink before we... Just as, the, just as the guard arrives with you outside this tavern, he looks at Monty and says, ah, is there anything else I can help you with? Um, hmm, so, um, keys to the tavern or something. Yes. Um, or... Is there any um, any information you can give us about getting into that tower before you go, good guard? You've served us so well. Oh, you mean Orpheus's tower? Yes. Oh, uh, well, I mean, we're we're forbidden to go in there, based on his last speech to us. But uh, I don't even know if it's locked. We're just uh, forbidden to go in. We wouldn't want to incur his wrath. I mean, he looks after the city so well. I'm sorry, I can't be of more help. I uh, I turn around to the others and just go, anyone got any use for this guy? A lot <laughs> less. <friendly. laughs> okay, I uh, say, so, no, thank you very much, good sir. You've, uh, you've really helped us out. Back to your post. Uh, and uh, keep in touch, yeah, friends? He says, uh, turn around. <laughs> have, a, have a good night. And then he sort of like wanders off back to the direction that he came from. Sweet. Cool. So you guys are shown to like a back table that seems kind of small, but you all kind of squish in there. And the bartender says, uh, uh, what can I get you? Uh, we don't have much in the way of alcohol. This is a dry tavern, uh, as you can see, but I can get you some some tea, uh, some water. What, what, what would you like? I briefly wake up from my stupor and shout ale at him and then go back into the stupor. <laughs> He says, uh, ah, I'm so sorry. Uh, we have uh, a non-alcoholic mead, if you would like that. Uh, we don't have any ale here. I remain uh, stupid. I'll say, uh, oh, oh, don't mind our friend. He, he suffered uh, an injury on our last, uh, our last venture into the forest. Um, yes, we'll take uh, four refreshing uh, non-alcoholic meads and uh, some whatever you've got on the go with the food. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Uh, I'll go grab it now. That will be one silver piece, please. Yep. Yeah. Abe's round. Cool. So he goes off and gets those things for you. About a couple of minutes later, he comes back, puts the meads in sort of like large clay mugs in front of you. And there appears to be a mixture of like uh, roasted potatoes some sort of uh, green steamed vegetable that you don't recognize and a whole bunch of like berries and nuts. And it's a very strange dish. 
but he takes the silver piece and says, thank you, uh, uh, enjoy. And he gives you a weird look as he walks away. I go fucking crazy for the berries and nuts and just start <laughs> snuffling into them with my muzzle. <laughs> okay, you, you eat them up. You, you guys hear the, the, the sort of like ceramic plate like rattling and slamming on the table as he's eating. Sweet. Then, um, do we, can we, can like us just like chilling out in the pub for a bit count as a short rest or do we need to all sleep? No, no, short rest you don't need to sleep for. It's a long rest you need to sleep for. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe we can do our short rest now. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. knock back some alcohol-free meads and keep an eye out. Um, I, I, I briefly um, pop back from my stupor um, and say, yeah, if you can find any of those uh, non-costumes, um, keep some for me. And then I go back to him. Oh, yeah. Um, what... Uh, what what do their costumes look like? Oh. <laughs> um, what are the outfits? The they're habits? wearing like brown, uh, like homespun kind of material as cloaks. And then there's a hood that goes up over their head and then a separate white piece of fabric that goes on the inside of the hood, like almost like a collar, but upside down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, can I just clarify, short rest doesn't reset spell slots, does it? Uh, some some spells recover on a short rest, like for example your racial traits, but some yeah. some do not. Yeah, but so slots slots remain um, used. It's yes, you need, yeah, you need yeah. a long rest for that, or you need to be a wizard that has like arcane recovery and stuff like that. I think I am. The last I checked, you're a wizard. No, just trying <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> you're a wizard, Monty. <laughs> oh, cool, James. <laughs> you see a variety of the nuns around you are giving you a similar, more exaggerated look than the bartender gave you. It feels almost like being four normies in a biker bar or something like that, except much more passive aggressive. Okay. Do you Should want to go make some friends, Monty? Should we, uh, hey, Zenorite, do you want to just scream Hail Orpheus with your former son? You can get people to like us. I say. <laughs> uh, where, where is your imp, by the way, Zenorite? Has it been following you guys? Uh, no, it's, um, he's been watching the, the, the tower door to try and find out how the, um, uh, the offers get collected. Okay. Well, it's about 9 p.m. at this point, so you notice a couple of the nuns sort of leave in twos and threes, and there seems to be only a few remaining that, that are sort of like uh, chatting with each other and look kind of tired. And then one or two of those heads upstairs, like behind the bar, presumably to the accommodations that the tavern possesses. Do I see anything going on through my own? Nothing, nothing yet. The offerings just seem to be there at this point. Okay. Well, I, so I pop back into the body, my actual body, and say, um, guys, well, why don't we get a room here and rest, and I'll keep a watch through the imp. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's a good idea. You do have a sleep, to be honest. And uh, get me those fucking nun costumes. Yeah, yeah, I could, um, so, yeah. uh, I would say, yes, uh, maybe we could try and 
sneak around and steal some habits while we're here. Like your opinion. If they're stolen, would they be bad habits? May I ask? <laughs> I, I'd say. <laughs> and I, I'm really. All right, so I'll. Uh, Joseph um, sort of flags over the uh, the barman. Uh, the barman comes over and says, uh, "Yes, we're closing in an hour or so. Is there anything I can get you?" Uh, yes, uh, look, us, uh, me and my friends here have decided um, we're a bit weary and we might uh, fancy a place to stay for the night. Uh, what, what are your rates? Have you got room? Oh, it's uh, two silver pieces per person. Right. And yes, Brilliant. we do that have rooms. Mm -hmm. Well, that includes breakfast in the morning. Will the breakfast be of equal quality? Um, yeah, I'll just kind of look around in case anyone. <laughs> How much breakfast now? Uh, I'll look around, see if anyone particularly disagrees. But yeah, it'd be like, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll take the whims. Yeah. Cool. He uh, takes two silver pieces from each of you and says, it's just the staircase behind the bar over there. I hope you have a, a good sleep and I will see you in the morning. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're, you're nice. Thanks. <laughs> his, weird, his weird looks have sort of subsided now that you've seemingly bought enough of his products and services. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, so sir. you guys are taking a long rest. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of knocked. So, I mean, how does it work if I'm kind of just waiting and watching through the end? Okay, um, we'll say the rest of you begin your long rest and then I'll deal with what you okay. and your imp notice. So give me a perception check for the imp. Um, just first, I want to just reiterate that Zenerai has a sleeping cap on and is tucked into bed but still has the arm raised. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Perception check for the imp. Yeah. Uh, wisdom is that? Uh, perception is wisdom, yeah. Yeah. Oh, natural 20. Okay. Your imp notices that the uh, a couple of the bottles of wine have fallen over in the breeze and are spilling around the flagstones surrounding the, the entrance, but he notices nothing else. Now you need to make a... Oh, what would this be? Constitution saving throw to see if you can stay awake. Okay. Um, what would that? Oh, Constitution so saving five, throws five. on the top left. So for Zenorite. Yeah, for Zenorite. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. You just managed to stay awake. Now make another perception check for the imp. You, the rest of you, dream of sheep and fields. Okay, even Not even with a even with the a six, the imp notices a silhouetted. Uh, does he have dark vision? The imp. Yes. Okay, he notices this yeah, sort of devil's sight. What, what is that? What does that mean? 
Devil's Sight says magical darkness doesn't impede the imp's dark vision. No, so it has dark vision. Yeah. Okay, cool. So basically, he sees this door, these double doors open, and this tall figure uh, emerges. And he appears to have these little, like, bumps on the back of his shoulders. And he seems to be wearing, like, a cloak. Even in dark vision, you get, like, it's basically like seeing in grayscale. Mm. And this figure scoops up the offerings in front of the door and quickly like shuffles back inside the door. Mm. Cool. Um, can I go to sleep now? Yes. <laughs> cool. Cool. You all wake up and your long rest is complete. So you have your HP and your spell slots back and things like that. I sit down cross-legged in my uh, hotel suite, uh, light some incense and uh, candles and uh, shuffle my bird seed out on the floor and uh, pray. Okay, give me a religion check. Okay, with a 15, you feel the natural world and the like invisible threads that bind the world together almost like converging on the space outside of the hotel outside of the tavern like roughly where the tower is you feel like the threads of the universe are all sort of like hinging around that point it's difficult to describe because it's obviously a feeling but it feels like a like a fulcrum almost Oh, I am. Well, I'll, I'll certainly tell the guys at breakfast if we're there yet. But okay. I'll keep it to myself for now. What do the rest of you do? Um, so I wake up and I say, ah, oh, my shoulder really fucking hurts. <laughs> Your arm's dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's go, let's go for breakfast. Um, yeah. Joseph heads down in a like a towel. <laughs> nice. Okay. You <laughs> see. A, I can't wait to watch that fucking bear eat all my food again. I was going to say, is it a, uh, so is it a buffet style situation or is it like <laughs> first? Basically, yeah, for, their you, so, for their sake, I hope not. You, you get downstairs and you see the same bartender behind the bar and like one or two nuns in the corner eating what looks to be like oatmeal or something. And the bartender says, oh, uh, welcome, good morning. I I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself last night. It was surprising to see non-Orpheites in here, to be honest with you. But my name is Igor. Would you like some breakfast? Yes. Yes. Got any more nuts and honey? Uh, sure, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, basically, this has been established to look after the Orpheites. So they traditionally have oatmeal, but I can put some nuts and berries from dinner in it if you would like. Sure. Uh, I'll have one trough, please. <laughs> okay. He looks at you kind of strangely and says, all right, a, a trough for you and the rest of you are happy with oatmeal? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Good. He gestures to like a whole side of the tavern that is empty and goes back behind the bar to do like food things. Shortly afterwards, he comes back with the bowls and says, here you go. And he basically used what 
is like a cooking pot to put the oatmeal in for Monty and gives it to you and sort of like walks away slowly, not not sure if he's like interpreted trough correctly. I am happy enough with this and I insert my entire head. <laughs> nice. And to, and to, but uh, there are no breathing difficulties because it, it's all gone by the time it comes back up. Nice. Cool. You uh, um, eat I, oatmeal. <laughs> I tell the others that uh, Shanti uh, told me this morning while I was praying that uh, there's some gnarly reality shit going on out by the tower. Um, almost like worlds are converging in different dimensional planes. I say, ah, that's interesting. Um, and I tell them about the weird dude in the cloak um, with the shoulder things. That came mm. out of the tower ah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Mm. So there Wait, is maybe a man he... in the tower. Maybe he has something to do with this. <laughs> do you think? Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he knows where Orpheus is. <laughs> <laughs> so we're learning something about Monty's anatomy that for some reason he's got what, what's it called um, auto brewery syndrome, where any kind of carbohydrate turns into alcohol in his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucked. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. uh, okay. Um, well, so uh, there's a guy who comes and takes the offerings. Uh, clearly, has uh, the tower or him has some magical power of great influence, great importance. Let's bust one in. As yeah, you're just go knock and see what's going on. As you're having this little conversation in the corner of the bar, you see two or three very old-looking nuns come in to the tavern holding like a parchment and having like a hushed argument, you hear snatches of the conversation that sound like, okay, well, we've tried wine, music, we've tried food, we've tried books, uh, clothes, fabric. What else? Is, is there anything that we haven't tried yet? And then they go I've and... Sorry? So um, I've, I've, I've got an idea. Um, uh, we need to go over there and convince them to um, offer Monty up as an offering to Orpheus. I mean, why not? He's friendly enough. <laughs> I, I think I could <coughs> convince him. I could be his friend. Um, and also I have this feather on me which might make him like me. Who knows? Hmm. Maybe you should start offering human sacrifice. Humanoid sacrifice. Hmm. Yes, I'm not sure how that will go down with the Orpheus. They seem pretty. They seem like gatekeeping their god quite a lot, aren't they? Hmm. Well, we know that being an Orpheite won't actually help us because they've kind of been shunned. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if we need their habits or anything actually now. We need... hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what that would achieve. Um, well, of course, there's always the option that we wait in the darkness and when he next appears at night time, we just go and speak to him. At him. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, we are, it's by the sounds of it, we are maybe the first people in five years to have even seen him, so. Also, it might not even be locked from what the guards said. They yeah. might not even be locked. 
Yeah, this is a tyranny. Yeah, I think yeah, that's controlling people. We're not afraid. Yeah, let's just bowl up. Be careful about being seen, though. Uh, well, the imp yeah. can be invisible, can't it? Mm -hmm. And I could use Here disguise self to make a rather fetching hat appear on my head. Uh, I think was. <laughs> Or if it's center. a night, then Araya can literally make it so that we are not seen. Oh, I've got an idea. Um, oh, yeah. I could, I could uh, cast minor illusion uh, in front of the door on an identical door, and then we could go through the real door, but the illusion would remain closed. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've also got Pass Without Trace, which is pretty OP. Um, but we should probably do that at night time. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection for the duration each creature within 30 feet has plus 10 to stealth. Oh, well, definitely that. Let's do that. Um, okay, how should we push? Is there anything that we can do to pass the day? I know there's a couple of shops and stuff here. Um, Why don't we check the shops then? Let's go to a magic shop. Yeah, magic shop, magic shop, magic, magic, shop, 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 shop. Yeah, you didn't miss anything of any importance. Um, who? Who did? Who who didn't miss anything? Yeah, you. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm here. I just turned off the video for a second. Good. Okay, so you were chanting, and then what, what do you intend to do? To go to a magic shop. Yeah, we're thinking we want to uh, pass some time in the day until it's night, so we might go shopping. Okay. Uh, 10 hours of day drinking in the other pub. Sure, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's get drunk and buy loads of unnecessary ice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you go outside and you look for a magic shop. Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay, whoever so, wants... Well, how about we... Because you said there was lots of shops and stalls in front of the tower. So why don't we pretend we're shopping and actually we also check out the tower as well? I know we've well, seen it through uh, the imp's eyes, but we've only sort of seen it in passing. The tower is in the center of the piazza and the shops and everything are about 60 feet away in like a square that surrounds the piazza. Uh, okay. Sorry, I understand. Um, well, yeah, let's just look for some cool shop then. Okay. Whoever is looking can roll a, I'll say, investigation check. And if someone wants to help that person, then they can roll with advantage. Otherwise, two people can roll separately. Um, I can help gain someone else's advantage, given that my investigation is minus one. Minus zero. Uh, I, I got zero. Ash, what's your investigation? It's plus two. Okay, I think Ash's investigation is good. Well, Monty's. I think mine is plus two. Uh, yes. Uh, what are we investigating? Sorry? Uh, uh, to find magic shops. So you can yeah, with Yeah, I have a little look, little look for that. Uh, I'll, I'll help you so you can roll with advantage. Oh, sweet. I'll have a scout as well. <laughs> Yeah, not that one. Okay, uh, I'll say that there's three rolls, but I'll say that you see uh, 
only one shop that looks magical. The rest of them look to be like general stores. And the magic shop is called uh, The Last Flask. Amazing. I like that name. Let's yeah. call on in. So Love do you it. attempt to go into it? Yes. Yes, please. <coughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, you go into it and you see all kinds of items on shelves and and a lady standing behind the, a sort of desk. And she says, oh, uh, hello, welcome. Uh, what can I get for you today? <clears throat> I say, hey, do you know that, 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 that mage who runs the other magic shop? Uh, where, what, what shop, in the outer ring? Yeah. Uh, she looks at you and says, uh, yes, uh, we're acquainted. Uh, do, are you a friend of his? No. <laughs> I see, I see. And she looks kind of a little like guarded. Uh, uh, so how, who are you and how did you come to the inner ring today? Uh, I'll say, I'll say, uh, you, you misunderstand, uh, my friend. He's, uh, we, we're not good friends with the other shopkeeper because he doesn't have such fine wares as we can clearly see on display in this lovely shop. Um, uh, we have I hundreds of bargains and magical items. I very uh, noticeably roll my eyes. <laughs> okay, so in that case, please, uh, uh, Joseph, roll a... I'll say persuasion check. Good. <laughs> okay. Oh wow, with a five, she says. Uh, Nailed it. Uh, thank you. Uh, is there anything in particular you're looking for today? <laughs> Have you got any gem inlaid sticks? Uh, she looks kind of blankly and says, yes, uh, numerous. How much do you want? Two golds worth, please. And she reaches behind the counter and grabs like a nondescript handful and says, uh, here you go. Uh, two gold, please. I, uh, I put down the uh, jar of pickling brine and say, how about this sweetens the deal? <laughs> <laughs> She picks up the jar, opens it, smells it, wrinkles her her nose like substantially, and says, three gold, please." I take the bride away and say, "Let's just forget about this." <laughs> she says, uh, "Perhaps if this jar contained actual pickles, I'm I'm quite partial to them, but the brine is of no use to me or you." But see how the smell of the pickle has stayed despite the absence of the pickle itself. <laughs> yes, I, I noticed that uh, much, much as any brine would. <laughs> okay, I, I put that back in my satchel and pay two gold. You she, slide two gold coins across. <laughs> she, she kind of looks at it skeptically and then uh, dismissively like flicks the gem encrusted sticks towards you. You get a sort of like librarian headmistress sort of vibe from her. Um, so I, I, I would like to buy 10 gold of charcoal, incense and herbs. Uh, yes, uh, of course, uh, please. And she gestures to a container like 
in front of the desk where you can sort of grab some yourself and she holds her hand out for how much gold did you say? 10. Okay. And she says, yes, uh, there you go. Thank you. You seem to be spell casters of some description. Why have I not heard of you before? Oh, I'm very discreet. Ah, yes. Well, that, that's good. And you, uh, Furbolg gentlemen, how long have you been conducting sort of uh, rituals, I see? Uh, not for too long. And she looks over her like half-rimmed glasses at you and says, I see. No, no, I'm relatively new to it. I, it's nice, though. It's treating me well. It's treating me well. I'm glad to be, you know, a magic user. Um, I, 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 I like magic. Mm, I say, enough, yeah. of the, enough of the interrogation, woman. Show me your wares. <laughs> she uh, looks like, uh, like she's keeping her thoughts to herself, but quite surprised. And she says, well, I have a variety of uh, items, weapons, armor. Is there... A, Anything you're particularly looking for? Like, what what brings you here? It doesn't look like you know what you're doing. Armor. Hmm, okay. Well. Magic armor. She looks over at this uh, sort of splint mail, which is a little bit like a, like a breastplate, and she says, that is very finely made. I think dwarven made far from here to the east. It is exceptionally well-balanced. I'm sure it would serve you well. Uh, it's basically adamantine armor. I think Abe has some. Mm. Oh, yeah. That is worth it, guys. That's the good stuff. I, I can only... Mm, I need to break character a second. Um, armor, light armor. Does that mean I can only wear light armor, or that's just what I've got? Uh, it means you can only wear light armor uh, because gotcha. that's what you're proficient in. I see. Okay. Um, what kind of armor is the splint? Mm-hmm. Uh, the splint is... Let me find it. Got a lot of tabs open here. Uh, it is considered to be heavy armor. Okay. Uh, but she looks you up and down and says, hmm, I think that's probably a bit heavy for you. For the more slight of build, I have a robe that is... Uh, I haven't been able to discern its nature, but it is very strongly enchanted... Uh, and you look at it, and it's got a lot of like eyes embroidered on the outside of it, of various different shapes and sizes and colors. That was extracted by one of uh, Orpheus' procurers. And uh, yes, he sold it to me for yes, quite a pretty penny. So it's clearly valuable, but I haven't been able to identify it at this point. Hmm. What would you like for it? She says, ooh, this is quite expensive. I would say 3,000 gold. 3,000 gold for a robe that you don't know what it does. Well, I'm proficient in the arcane arts enough to know that it contains a strong arcane aura, much as you yourself do. And I'm not sat here charging you 3,000 pounds to be in my presence. She... She smiles and says, yes, but if I were to see you for sale somewhere, that's probably what I'd expect to pay for you. And roll a insight check. 
This is going quite sexual. Yeah, it's 100% DTF. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, with a natural 20, you are very confident that this lady has at one point purchased slaves like that have been like illegally obtained, captured somewhere. And um, it's kind of like it's it creeps you out a little bit. Well, unfortunately, party members, that's a fucking red flag for Zenerai. Um, uh, <laughs> and he starts casting fireball on this woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think, fire, if, uh, do you mean, do you mean fire bolt or fire ball? Uh, let me just double check. Fireball. Fireball has a huge splash radius. That yeah, it does. So you all need to make a dex. <laughs> you all need to make a dexterity saving throw. I shake my head. Oh my god! Wait. And what's I'll your? Anywhere. What's your DC, Zenora? Okay. Oh shit! What is it? Sorry, fifteen. Okay, cool. Fifteen. Um, cool. So we've got. Abe fails, uh, Monty fails. Now we need Joza. Oh yeah, Joza uh, succeeds. And I'll say with a natural 20, technically you take half, but with a natural 20, I'll say you take like, okay. Joza takes 10 fire damage as this fireball engulfs him. Abe takes 27 and Monty takes 27 fire damage. And this entire room is just fire for three seconds or so. And as it subsides, you see the woman standing there still kind of in the same position as before. Her hair and eyebrows are gone and she doesn't look especially damaged, but definitely a little like burnt up. And she says, get out. <laughs> I can't understand why that didn't work. This woman is extremely tolerant. <laughs> um, uh, okay, wait, really, really quickly. Do you have any ashes from a burned leaf of mistletoe? <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she, she turns around and walks into the like room behind her behind her desk, and over her shoulder, she points her finger. And this like beam of red light comes out of it. Very, very similar to the one that just came out of Zenorai's hand. And everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Shit. <laughs> this is honestly one of the funniest things that's happened when someone has gone into a shop. Uh -oh. uh, I'll take that as a no then. As <laughs> <laughs> okay. I dive out of the way. Uh, one second. Okay, so uh, that means uh, who got the natural 20? Abe manages to duck very well and takes 11 fire damage. Uh, Joza takes 17 fire damage. Zenerai takes 34 and Monty <laughs> did Monty roll twice again? 18. Yeah, I, I, 18 was rough. Okay, so you take 17 fire damage as well. 
Okay. Um, I fall unconscious on the floor. Okay, you're unconscious on the floor. Oh yeah, can oh, I hang absorb on. elements as well? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang the fuck on. I don't take. Hmm? What's up? Uh, absorb elements. You can put the spell in the chat, uh, Hugo, and we can figure out. I think you can do it as a reaction. <laughs> Sorry, what, what's the, what's the thing about fire damage, um, Fraser? Um, so I'm, 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 I'm a tiefling, so I'm resistant to fire. What does that mean? Oh, so uh, what did you roll? A 10. So instead of 34, that means you take 17. So resistance basically halves the damage. Range, duration, one round, one reaction. Okay, so that means uh, <clears throat> some of the incoming okay. energy, but it doesn't say how much. How are we supposed to know what that is? You have resistance. Oh, okay, so it means it halves it. Okay, cool. So how much did you take? Okay, so 15, 16, 17. What's half of 17 uh, rounded down? Like nine, eight? Um, eight. Eight. You take eight fire damage instead of the amount that I said. And the next time you make a melee attack, you the target can take an extra d6 of fire damage as it's still sort of like coursing through your veins. Yeah, looks pretty cool. Oh, uh, well, I'll cast that then. You see Joseph sort of like twirl his hands around and a little eddy of the flaming ball seems to coalesce in his skin. Going cool. to grab Monty and get out of there. Okay, Abe drags the enormous furbolg along the ground, and as you do, you notice that the items in this store seem unaffected by the flames that have taken place. They look unmarked, unscarred. Ooh. I'm not going to risk taking anything from it, though. Cool. <laughs> I what need does the, that fire um, What do the rest of you do? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we all just got completely fucked up by fire spells. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to dash out of the door. Uh, and then, yeah, shout at Zeno. We are going to talk about this. <laughs> it's like some bizarre, like, father-son dynamic. It's just some, like <laughs> the funniest shit I've ever seen. Okay, so Joseph looks up. I back out of the shop saying, you haven't heard the last of me, you slaving bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. I reluctantly back out of the shop. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was funny. Okay, it's about, I don't know, midday, 11.30 by this time, and you're all significantly scorched. I start spasming on the floor as a gentle reminder to others. <laughs> oh, you're unconscious. Uh, make, oh, a, okay. make a death saving throw. Yep. So roll, roll a d20. I totally forgot about that. Okay. 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 Yeah, the four, that's one death saving throw out of three. And the spasming definitely takes place as like brain damage starts to set in. Should, should we drag him to a temple or a healer or something? Um, I lay I have a lot of cast here. <laughs> Please do. What is that, that, that going to help? Or... 
What does Abe do? No, I'm in the process of dying unless someone does something about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm going to lay my hands on. Okay. Uh, how many how many hit points do you give him? Uh, I'm going to give him twenty. Uh, Should that be enough to? Oh, uh, I imagine we can. I imagine we can go. Rest. Oh, sorry. Let me tell you how it works. With lay on hands, technically one hit point would bring him back from unconsciousness, but he would just get one hit point. So it's kind of how, however you want to do it. Okay, I'm going to give him uh, 20 and keep 10 in case someone else needed it very fast. Okay, you see the Furbold Monty come back to consciousness, burned incredibly. Like a lot of his fur is gone from like a brown caramel chestnut color to just black sooty gray. And he's got like <laughs> gray soot all over his hair. It doesn't, it looks, he looks like one of those dogs that survived like a house being burned down. I get up, grab Zero, I go, what the fuck, man? I'm <laughs> <laughs> friends. I say, hey, I, I, I think you look badass, dude. That's, that's a good look. <laughs> this is classic. I skulk off, turn my back on Zerai, and just like sit down on a step. <laughs> nice. Um, this is good. I love yeah, it. I'm loving this. I think. Um, uh, I think uh, Dosa will uh, pull out his two short swords and uh, point them at Zerai and say, "What the fuck's going on? <laughs> you knew that would hit us as well. Why did you cast a fireball?" Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So I say, back off. Um, we don't tolerate slavers in this group. If that's not good enough for you, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tolerate fireballs on the party? Why didn't you? Why didn't you think that through? <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, that. Listen, that. That bitch was a slaver, and I knew it. Okay, let's check uh, if we can heal ourselves up a bit, because I'm on 14 out of 52. Um, um, I can do that. How are you and how? Yeah, yeah, let me, let me do some stuff. Let me do some stuff. Let me play my role in this group. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Before what, you heal myself, let's check the health of the others as well. Yeah, how's everyone doing for health? Um, so I say, um, listen, adventurers, friends, this doesn't concern you. That woman had it, she, she had it coming and she knew it and that should be enough for you. <laughs> I still have no idea what I've, happened, so. I've, I've, heard, I've heard the boundaries about splash damage and I will consider it next time. It concerns us when you kill Monty. Who holds him dying? Don't you care? Don't you care about him? Please find now. Uh, I'm I'm twenty out of thirty-three. How are you doing? I'm fourteen out of fifty-two. How's everyone doing? Twenty-one of thirty-eight. You're not getting any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> 21 out of 39. Okay. I dodged both of them, luckily. <laughs> okay, so I'm, um, I'm going to angrily pop some good berries in my mouth as well. <laughs> you um, angrily okay, pop some berries. To, I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing 
on uh, everyone in the group apart from Zenerai. <laughs> uh, I, I probably deserve that. and that will be I think that's I think Disciple of Life adds five so I think that's 14 I don't know why that split it out like that but so 14 here let me just check 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 3 Disciple of Life do you know what that means Sam? yeah Disciple of Life just adds like a bonus I think to the healing yeah yeah, okay, so the, the healing has come from the three, 3D three plus the three. Yes, yeah, so that makes sense. So I think that's 14 in total then. Cool. Uh, that is actually, yeah, so that is up to six creatures of your choice. So yes, everyone apart from Zenorite. <laughs> All right, and I am going to put the rest to the other 10. Um, Lay on hands on myself. I'm going to attach myself with a crotch and uh, give myself 10, 10 more hit points. Woo! Yeah. Uh, just to, in case we come across someone evil, hey, we have to fight given hey, that I'm the tank. It's midday in the middle of the square, Abelardo. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Here we are. <laughs> it's like we stumble out of a shop on fire. <laughs> you stumble out of a shop um, okay, gonna, partially on fire. I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna, so yeah, I've, I've drawn, put my swords, sheath my swords, um, but I'll say, so anyway, this is a timeout. <laughs> I said, oh, what a self-care, fuck off. You know what you've done. No more fireballs in in, in small spaces. Oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not my real dad. <laughs> oh, great. Gilded Spout or whatever it was called. Yep. Oh yeah, we haven't been there yet. Get an actual beer. Let's go, Gilded. Yeah, Gilded Spout. I am. Um, I I cast Mage Hand and use it to dust the charcoal off Monty. <laughs> he leaves forwards, looking ahead. <laughs> but the, uh, oh, the but the, the the purring gives it away. <laughs> purring, <laughs> involuntary purring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really enjoying it secretly <laughs> nice okay so you guys go to the gilded spout is that the idea yeah yeah okay cool you head to the gilded spout you open it up the door and you see a very clean like well upholstered room complete with like green felt in the left corner red felt in the right corner and like velvet couches spread throughout. And the bar uh, is staffed by two very well-dressed bartenders, one male, one female. They seem to be half elven because they have slightly pointed ears, but the rest of them seems fairly human. And they say in unison, welcome to the Gilded Spout. You look the worst for wear. Freaky at all? Um... Yep, that's fine. I say I'm um, uh, in uh, perfect minor third harmony with Gahak Balachas. Welcome to the perfect spout. You can go fuck yourself. 
Um, and I say, I, uh, uh, Joseph's then gonna say, right, wait outside. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when I'm pointing, my finger's gonna crackle with, uh, the fire energy, which I've still got absorbed. I'm gonna I, waggle it right under your nose. I, 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 I reluctantly turn to leave and say, get me a beer. And I'm mutter, but I'm also fucking resistant to fire, so good fucking luck with that, you little cunt. And all that <laughs> I sit, um, seeing all this, I sit down wearily on one of the pristine velvet sofas and just a gigantic cloud of ash just like... <laughs> um, you see the male bartender says, thank you for coming to the Gilded Spout. Please present your one gold piece cover charge and choose a couch. Oh, damn. Expensive couch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so make a make an insight check, everyone except Zenerai, who is no longer in the building. <laughs> I hope we're not about to get our spouts gilded without um, unwillingly. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> double rolling. Unwillingly for you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, insight. <laughs> Sorry, I keep on double rolling. Where is it? <clears throat> Sick rolls, guys. No. Yes. Uh, and then Abe. <clears throat> okay, so you're oh, all yeah, nice. you're all pretty confident, but not certain that the bartenders like made up the cover charge after Zenerai told them to go fuck themselves. You're but you can't you can't be sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> they had bounces. They'd probably be kicking us out right now. Yeah. <laughs> You get the sense um, that they probably, with those insight checks, you get the sense that they deal with the, the wealthy of the inner ring and that probably includes a lot of, like, spoiled heirs and heiresses that they probably presume Zenerai to be. And so they just make up their deficit by charging people lots of money. Well, I say to the say to everyone, we're, we're fast running out of places to, <laughs> to actually spend time until this evening. <laughs> Um, until we're persona non grata, so I think we uh, hunker down here still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, flick them the the gold piece and ask to be seated. Yeah. Yeah. Same. same. Cool. Everybody, mark off a what gold piece from their inventory and then sit down. And you feel incredibly comfortable as the female bartender comes over and says, "Here are some elderflower wines that we tend to greet all our guests with." If you would like further refreshments, please just wave one of us over. Mm. It's good elderflower wine. It is. It's delicious. It has a sort of cool quality despite the lack of ice cubes. The glass itself seems to be chilled. Mm. Um, Are there any other just in the bar with us? There are a smattering of sort of like jewel-adorned elderly couples in the sort of like far corners, like discussing things in very quiet voices, but very sparsely populated. Let's get drunk. <laughs> okay, so is the idea of this that you just intend to pass time here until the evening? I think so. Uh, should we heal our... Like do the how are you doing? Or, um, I'm asking how everyone else 
yeah. from short rest, you can see that there are hit die, and you get to like roll any number of hit die uh, within a short rest. Um, so should we do that in case we find ourselves in a situation where I need to be the tank and I'm yeah. not dying? I think so. Yeah, I will. Um, having given it maybe uh, ten minutes of us just enjoying this cool refreshment, I will uh, ask for ask for a beer and, and take it out to to Zenoway and just uh, <laughs> plonk it down on the ground and head back in. <laughs> I imagine. I like to imagine like, Zenorai sitting next to the enormous Dave, just like leaning against a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of picture you putting it out in like a dog bowl and just kind of setting it down, <laughs> kicking it over with my foot. Um, I'm, uh, I'm sat next to Dave, just whistling obliviously, like nothing's happened. Um, is Abe allowed to have a short rest while we sort of sip our drinks? Like, yeah, how yeah. much time passes in a short rest? Oh, about an hour or so, but if you guys are here yeah. until the evening, then you're here for like six, yeah. seven hours. Okay, and, and put quick rule clarification, am I right in thinking that hit dice, uh, you can choose how many you want to use, but they refresh on a long rest? Yes. Is that how it works? Yeah, yes. okay, that's cool. So if you go to your short rest button, yeah. Go to your short rest button. Um, everybody can also roll uh, a D100 to determine how nice an afternoon they have. Short rest. Uh, well below average. Okay, so Joza, you have like, you get that these are creature comforts that city folk are fond of, but you miss the sort of forest air a little bit and wide open spaces and you're more tolerating the experience than really relishing it. Yeah. And Zenerai, you are in a bit of a huff that the rest of your group does not agree with your noble uh, decisions and actions and it's almost as if they want to be bad people. <laughs> Uh, and then Abe and uh, Monty can roll D100s as well to see what kind of an afternoon they have. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Shit. Get some Coke. Abe. <laughs> Abe, uh, Abe strikes up a conversation with the male bartender, and they seem to be getting along quite quite well. They, they, they have a bit in common. They... Uh, the, the bartender seems intrigued by the fact that Abe is a dragonborn and they're, they're not a very common sight around here. So he seems fascinated by everything Abe says. And he says, listen, uh, we have a, a special, uh, it's a venom-based scotch if you would like to have some. It's, it's, it's on the house. I am, um, let me check, but I think I'm immune to poison, so I might give it a try. Oh no, immune to disease, not to poison. Well, he describes um, it as a venom-based scotch, so you're not sure how poisonous it is. Okay, um, I'll, I'll give it a try. Okay. He, he takes out this bottle from beneath the counter that is like shaped like a cobra, 
and the mouth is where the spout pours out Ooh. of. And the like the mouth of the cobra is like gilded in, in gold. And you get the sense that this is probably where the name of the tavern comes from. And he pours out the this sort of like dark yellow liquid from this glass bottle sculpture and gives it to you. And the glass that he gives it to you in has another like cobra curled around it. And it gets <laughs> it gets to the point where it's like very uh, very ostentatious. Do you drink yeah, some? Forcing it a bit, aren't they? Yes, yeah. I'm going to drink some. Okay, make a perception check. Okay, you feel uh, like for a second your tongue is numb, and you start to panic a little bit. But then slowly, it's like your tongue becomes unfrozen. You know that feeling of when you like sleep on your arm. And then your arm, the feeling comes back in your arm. So it's kind of like that, but with flavor. And it's this very harsh, sweet and sour, sort of like a honey mixed with like coffee, mixed with charcoal. And it's, it's quite a weird sensation having the flavor arrive like slowly. Awesome. Thank you, sir. That was uh, quite the ex- luxurious experience. You are welcome. Um, and then Monty needs to roll a d100 because I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. I got a 96. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. With a, with a 79, Monty feels like this is nice, finally, to have a little rest. These couches are one of the few couches that are actually big enough for furbolgs to sit on comfortably. You're, <laughs> you realize that it's nice to have your friends around you or almost all of them. And you just have a very nice time chatting amiably. Sweet. Um, yeah. Very nice. Friendly okay. times. So it is nighttime now, sort of like roughly 9 p.m., about the same time that you were at the other pulpit tavern. Um, was it midnight that the door opened? Uh, actually, Zenerai would guess would guess that it was kind of probably just after midnight um, if he conveyed that information. Oh, also, mm. the fact that you spent all day here would probably cost all of you like five gold pieces each, I would say. Okay. To like buy drinks and things like that. You don't get the uh, Dragonborn VIP drink. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, um, what about those of us that spent all day sitting outside hanging out with Dave? <laughs> that, that does not that does not cost any money no okay but you, if you if you attempt to i'm sure you could become socially closer to dave oh, i'm absolutely going to attempt that okay do do an animal handling check sick i feel violent okay with a 14 you you get the sense that uh, Dave is, a, is similarly kind of prickly towards you like Joser is because, you know, as his master, her master, Dave takes on that sort of personality. But eventually, after the third hour, Dave starts to, like, <coughs> let, let you pat her a little bit and she starts to, like, relax and try to make the best of the situation. So you feel like you've made baby steps towards, like, a better relationship with her. Okay. When um, when when the guys come out of the tavern, um, they see me uh, and um, I've got a handful of cards. And Gahak Gulacha is, is uh, eating his card, and Dave has his hand 
her hand in front of him on the floor, and I'm really angry because they're not playing the game properly. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So what do you guys do now? Head to the place? Is it not yet? Right, so should we try and sneak in under the veil of Joza's gaping Gooch. darkness? Yeah. <coughs> Good shadow. That's what I thought. <laughs> so you're going to cast Pass Without Trace? Well, uh, it only lasts for... Oh, up to an hour. So we can pop it, like, just before midnight. midnight. So yeah. We need to... Um, find somewhere nearby to hunker down and not get kicked out of the inner ring by the guards, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we could go in before midnight, but it's whether we want to, like, follow this guy after he's got his goods, which might be better. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's a good point. Sorry, I thought the plan was to um, just observe him again and jump out. But, yeah, I guess if we want to just sneak in now and get inside, then let's just do the pass out of trace. Yeah. I suppose, ultimately, ultimately we want to steal a pack of cards, don't we? So, like, ultimately, we might not even want to be spotted by him. Or and, I mean, this th th this guy is meant to be this, you know, supreme, powerful being as well. Yeah. So fucking with him is probably not a great idea. I, I doubt he's level five. <laughs> he's probably not level five. To meet our deity, aren't we? So we're doing it, hopefully. Make, make pals, not <laughs> battle him. Mm. Uh, all right, well, shall I cast this shit then? Yeah. Um, I'll do a, I'll do like a perception check to make sure that we're not currently spotted. Okay, go for it. Um, yeah. You notice that there's like one or two people every few minutes like crosses the piazza, but it tends to be around the outskirts of the piazza. No one goes towards the center presumably, except for the Orpheites, who, judging by the pile of offerings, has already been. All right, um, so I'll, I'll wait then till obviously the coast is clear, and then pop this. Cool. Uh, that means everybody can add 10 to their stealth checks. So make a regular stealth check, and then add 10. Oh, why is everything doubling? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty common with the extension uh, it's okay, you can just take the first one. Yeah, first one. Yeah, 19. 15. Okay. 18. 18. 24. Okay. You all seem fairly stealthy. Uh, are you attempting to, like, walk up to the tower? Is that the idea? Yep. Okay. You well, walk up to the tower. Ahead. You notice as the Pass Without Trace spell is cast by Joza, the shadows of the evening seem to, like, almost crawl up off the ground and onto you, and it looks and feels creepy. All right, you arrive at the double doors of the, excuse me, tower. You have to step over a bunch of, like, offerings of food and fabrics, and you're standing in front of the door. Mm, I'll just point to the door. Um... Hang on. Do you want me to do the minor illusion thing? Yeah, better, better safe than sorry, I guess. Oh, uh, mm. it might the, the door might be too big, but uh, well, unless you're casting a spell near the tower, sort of raises unnecessary awareness. Mm. We could just we're completely invisible, can't we? So we can just yeah. wait until the cast is, coast is clear and then get through. Right. 
right. Okay, let's bowl in then. Yeah, so checking the coast is clear again. Um, I'd like to check the gate or door, whatever it is, see if it's open. Uh, you're checking by attempting to open it? Yep. Okay, it opens. We head inside, I think. Okay. Uh, inside, you see a fairly large chamber. In the center of the room is a substantial uh, tapestry covering the center of the floor. Beyond that is a sort of like raised platform on a series of stairs. And there's like a big throne with this huge figure in like a suit of armor sitting on the throne. And on either side of the room at the far end are like two staircases that follow the curvature of the walls leading up, presumably to the next level. And that is where we are going to end the session. Oh. <laughs> feel feel the dramatic and then all oh, the doors the doors behind you make like a glum sound and then credits appear yeah yeah <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you have any suggestions or any ideas that we should incorporate things you want to hear more of things you would like to hear less of just let us know at the wrong hands podcast at gmail.com. So T H E W R O N G H A N D S P O D C A S T at gmail.com.